That's it, y'all. We are live. Thank you for tuning in and welcome to Guy Aitchison's Reinventing the Tattoo Community, a place for tattooers, apprentices, collectors, and the curious to unite under all things art and tattoos. We encourage you to join in these live streams and real world events where we offer a new option for connecting with each other to better your art, develop your skill set, and be with other like minded artists. If you're new to our community, you can find us beaming out nearly every day. We've evolved into a quality network of amazing live and on-demand shows that are expanding nearly every day. I'd like to say thank you to everyone joining us on YouTube or Facebook, and a special thanks to those of you who are listening to the podcast. Now, our event schedule and notifications can be found in our official Reinventing the Tattoo community. To get there, search for and download Reinventing the Tattoo app found in both app stores, Apple or Google Play. You can also join directly at community.reinventingthetattoo.com. All of our network shows, art jams, drawing groups, interviews, panels, webinars can be enjoyed on demand and are stored in our library, as well as the YouTube and all of our podcast channels. If you're watching now, let us know that our streams are working by tagging a friend who loves tattoos or letting us know where you're beaming in from. In fact, we're actually beaming out five channels 24-7. To get there, you can go to reinventing247.com to win a sample from Cheyenne Cartridges, Raw Pigments, and D-Lies Pro. I'd also like to tell you guys about some of the uh, weekly shows and drawing groups that we have going on. Every Sunday afternoon at 1 p.m., you can find Jason Leeser with his Reinventing Drawing Group. All artists are welcome to join in and bring something you're working on, something you'd like critiqued, or just to talk about art in general. Every Sunday night at 9 p.m., we have the Tattoo Weekly, which is a show that talks about current events um, and different stuff like that with myself. Gabe Ripley and Jake Meeks of our affiliate Fireside Tattoo Network. And the hour right after that at 10 p.m., you can find our South Pacific Lockdown Escape with artists from Australia and um, other parts of the world where we do like uh, kind of different stuff. Like last week, we did a figure drawing exercise. The week before, we did a ZBrush demo. So definitely check that out at 10 p.m. Eastern every Sunday night. Every Monday evening at 9 p.m., we have our evening Canon class with subscribers led by Guy Aitchison. So to join that, subscribe to the Canon at courses.reinventingthetattoo.com. Also, every Tuesday morning, 10 a.m. Uh, with Ricardo Sturdivant, we have another Reinventing Drawing group. Wednesdays at noon is the Tattoo Now show. And Thursdays at noon is the Tattoo Collecting podcast with Fawn Baker and Jordan Ruckus. Also, Thursday mornings, you can find Kier, where she leads apprentices uh, through some of the fundamentals of art. There's also a few ways to support the show, which is on uh, our upcoming pro development and on-demand shows. There's content from Andre Malcolm, BJ Betts, Bob Tyrell, and others. Again, these can all be found at courses.reinventingthetattoo.com. I would like to say uh, thank you to our sponsors as well as letting us provide this community to you for free. Check out World Tattoo Events at worldtattooevents.com. They're the largest, most comprehensive resource for tattoo events in the world. As we know, lots of stuff is updating and conventions are rescheduling like crazy. So definitely find them to stay up to date. Also inkjet stencils, print stencils from your mobile or computer, save your time, your hands or your apprentice's hands. Webinars and free samples can be found on their website. Also raw pigments, an ink company that is tapping into the source with acrylic free pigments that have been impressing artists across the globe. Find them at rawpigments.co. Thank you to D-Lies Pro, known internationally as Dermalize Pro. Protect your art. If you're using saran wrap, watch videos of tattooers to see what it's all about 
like I said, dermalizepro.com. Also Gabe at Tattoo Now, providing technology for tattooers for more than 25 years. Pretty awesome stuff. Also the founder and inspiration behind reinventing the tattoo, Guy Aitchison. You can find his Biomech Encyclopedia, DVDs, machines, paintings, and more at guyaitchison.com. Of course, we want to say thank you to our affiliate Fireside Tattoo Network, the Apprenticeship Diaries, and EcoFriendlyTattooSupplies.com. So there's several uh, upcoming real world events and different stuff like that where you can actually see us in person. Um, we do have Haley who's gonna join us at the Paradise BYOB October 3rd to 6th in Jimney Peak. Tons of seminars and educational experience, uh, webcasting shows live, definitely don't miss that. ParadiseBYOB.com. In November, some of the other members of the Reinventing Crew, including myself, will be going to the Brussels Tattoo Convention. Next May, we'll be in Hell City, Columbus. Next July, the Rock River Tattoo Art Expo, which is an amazing venue anywhere, easy to get to from anywhere in the world. And next July, the Rubber City Tattoo Invitational with Tony Urbanic. And next October, the Paradise Tattoo Gathering will officially be back. All right, guys, we do welcome positive reviews on the channels and would love for you to follow us there. If you'd like to host a reinventing event, a drawing group, or to sponsor our community, contact us at management at reinventingthetattoo.com. Now I'm going to jump off in the background. I'll read off comments from the channels. I'll have my browser open. If you guys would like to share inspirations or references, just let me know. I would like to say thank you to our growing crew of contributing artists who are helping reinventing reach more of the right people for the right reasons. Thank you for inspiring each other and everyone in our virtual reinventing offices. All right, Haley, it is time. How are you doing? And we have a really awesome guest tonight, Joelle. I'd like to hear a little bit more. Hi, everybody. Hello. Thank you so much, Lauren. Uh, you killed it. Um, <laughs> today I'm with Joel Mejia. He is a queer tattoo artist from Matika, California. He has stunning realism in black and gray. Um, Joel's going to talk to us about his experience in tattooing, share some secrets from his education and marketing, and how he applies it to his tattoo career. How has your week been, Joel? How are you? Uh, it's been pretty great. Honestly, I've, this has been just like the highlighting point. I'm like, ever since you told me about this, I've been just ready to get on here and just uh, talk with you. Say what's up. Hell yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah no, I've definitely cool. been looking forward to this. Me too. Um, so how long have you been tattooing? Are we counting my apprenticeship or are we just saying like, after uh, the count after I guess after the apprenticeship okay yeah so I would say my apprenticeship was maybe like uh okay so I guess if we don't count the apprenticeship we'll say five years it'll be right. um six years in January or five years in January if we don't count the apprenticeship because nice. my apprenticeship I started in 2016 mm -hmm. and I would say a good like six months to a year um after that and um yeah so I would say about five years if you don't count the apprenticeship six if you do yeah 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 um, how did you find, or how did you find an apprenticeship and how, uh, apprenticeship and how did you find out apprenticeships existed? Cause you started searching for one in high school, right? When you were like 18, maybe 17, 18. Oh, yeah. yeah. When I first started, um, when I first understood what an apprenticeship was, was of course from like tattoo reality TV shows. So there's, um, I think around that time there was Miami Inc, LA Inc and Inc Master, and around that, like, you know, just the common kind of um, vocabulary or verbatim and apprenticeship would always come up and I'd be like, okay, what is, what is this apprenticeship? 
And I went out and I started searching because I told myself, I'm like, by 18, I'm going to have an apprenticeship. Like there's no, no doubt about it because I'm a person that's very driven and determined and I will find a way where there is a will, there is a way. And um, I didn't care if I was in a small town or anything like that. I wasn't going to let that stop me. Um, so when I was 17 and a half, I started kind of, I had my portfolio together because I was an AP studio art in high school. And I was confident enough to go around, just get critiques or talk to different artists, even if they were to just blow me off, whatever. I mean, it's still experience um, in getting my foot in the door. I was, it was, I realized very quickly how difficult it was going to be because of getting just shut down by everybody. Yeah, I know that feeling like walking around, going from place to place and they're just like, get out, you know, you're like, oh God. Yeah, they're like, who is this kid? Like you're not even 18, you have no tattoos. What? Like, yeah. Um, so whenever you talk to me about your apprenticeship, um, you mentioned not having internet or cell phone service. And like, I've heard, I've heard like, oh, we didn't have a Thermofax. We didn't have a printer, but I don't think, um, even in all these interviews, people are like, no internet. (laughs) Um, how did that, um, help you or hinder you in your tattooing? And oh my goodness. Okay, we live in a digital age, right? So the access to the internet is so important, especially like when I was in my apprenticeship, I was going to school. So the days where I either had a cancellation or I finished early or whatever, I would have downtime and no internet. So that would suck because I would want to get some homework done or get ahead on something. Couldn't do that. And then when it came to tattooing, there'd be some times where I have the reference and everything. It's on my computer or whatever, because I didn't have, I don't think I had a tablet at the time. And I um, had no way of printing it because there's no internet. So I can't, you know, send the file to the printer if there's no internet. And then I can't use my hotspot because it's a dead zone it, where I was at. So it was just like constant struggle. Like the struggle bus was so real. No Why didn't inter- they get it? Why, why were they like, they're just against it or... No, they had, like, he had it. He just was so bad at paying his bills on time. Oh, man. And it was, like, there was times where, I mean, I would go into the shop, the lights wouldn't turn on because he forgot to put, to pay the light bill or he forgot to pay the internet bill. And he would tell me till he was blue in the face, oh, yeah, like, uh, the Comcast, they're they're down today. It's, like, a global Oh, crisis. my like, God. No, it's not, sir. I, I'm not dumb. I know how the internet works, you know? <laughs> And you obviously didn't pay for the internet bill, so. But we take what we can get in apprenticeships, right? It's always like the person is like, all right, fine. And they're like, oh, this is the best situation for sure. No, (laughs) exactly. It's like, no, no apprenticeship is perfect. Of course, you know, there's, there's different aspects of it that are you know you take what you can from it yeah you're like who who will teach me this guy who doesn't pay his damn bills you know fine teach me yeah there's always the pros and the con you know he he definitely was not great about being a very punctual like (laughs) shop owner but I mean his work spoke for itself he's definitely a really was a really talented uh, black and gray artist and I mean to be taught in a small town and have someone who does what they do um that is at that level I was just like I mean pros and cons you know maybe I don't need the internet maybe I just need to watch and tattoo a little bit more and I'll be better (laughs) yeah maybe did the uh uh not being punctual rub off on you do you show up to a point that's like two hours late or anything I I can't I can't imagine you being that person by the way 
<laughs> no, I, I hate that so much. I'm genuinely, I'm such a punctual person. I, at least I try yeah. to be. Sometimes when I live in my fantasy, it takes me a little bit longer. So, <laughs> you know, sometimes, sometimes things happen, but I'm never late to my tattoo appointments. And if I am, I will let my clients know because I'll like anticipate the, the timing of things. And if I know I'm going to be like five minutes away or whatever, which has not happened in a while, you know, I, I mean, <laughs> that doesn't happen anytime soon, but definitely I try and be as punctual as possible because I'm, I'm a professional. I, tr- I try to be as professional <laughs> as possible. You're like, I've seen what that does. It doesn't do any good. You don't get your bills paid. Yeah, you don't get your bills paid. People will just be upset with They're you. Bummed. They don't like it. Well, yeah. Course, no, I, guess, I mean, right? I wouldn't, I, yeah. I can, I can understand that, you know, someone who's just behind on everything and then it just, it ruins the fantasy, ruins the experience of, of what it is to get tattooed. Yeah, you're going in angry then and you're so excited. That sucks. Um, yeah. Did you uh, have to draw more? I mean, yeah, of course you did. No internet um, references. Okay. Like if I'm going to draw a horse, I'm going to pull up like five pictures of a horse and then I'm going to be like, I'm going to make this the best horse. I know exactly what that leg muscle looks like. I don't yeah. draw horses every day. Um, so yeah. How did you deal with that? Whenever you're like, ah, oh, shit, I need a reference. All right, here we go. What do I have in my head? Yeah. Luckily I would, oh, so I books. would talk to, my- I forgot about books. Sorry. No, okay. Sorry. No, definitely. I mean, shoot. I wish we had more like books available and everything. Cause yeah. he, my, my boss had books, but he kept them inside of his uh, toolbox. So oh my God, like, they're like locked away. They're like, you yes. can't touch these. Exactly. In his little locker, in his toolbox, there's like these amazing um, reference books of just different artists uh, who, who, who've had their different runs of their um, sketches or, you know, um, I know that he had like a Fat Mac um, book that had a lot of roses. Um, there was ones that had just really really beautiful Chicano women, um, pinups, all that stuff. And I loved, I love drawing female portraiture. I love drawing um, just everything. But yeah, whenever it came to finding references or anything like that, I would, I would go to the back of the shop to where my coworker, um, Vinny, he's my homie. Um, he had Samsung uh, phone service or he had a Samsung and he had like, I don't know, the phone service that whatever worked in that area <laughs> so I was like please turn on your hotspot I just need it for like five minutes bro like I like if I have to pay for your internet did he charge you like five dollars every yeah. time like when you have you got yeah no I would just I would just be like bro I'll draw you something I'll draw you something cool <laughs> just let me let me use your internet so I would get my references like that or I'd print something out like that you know if if everything worked out if not I would freehand on a lot of things because, you know, I'm at the time, no Thermofax, no tablet, no nothing. I was a caveman. No, <laughs> I was behind the time. You were like, I was making acetate stencils. We were rubbing them. Up. Yeah. Literally, I was, I was out there carving it into the skin, you know? <laughs> yeah. I, I, I had to hand stencil everything. So, um, you know, I had to, I had to hope that the sizing that I printed out that one chance of printing. Exactly. Oh was- my God. I remember that. Like, Oh, cause we didn't have a printer or Thermofax when I started and I was like, okay, I hope I drew this the right size the first time. In the <laughs> right so direction. Too. Oh yeah. yeah. Oof. Cause that's the thing. They're like, I Oh, something- I want it on my right arm, not my left one. It's like, well, now it's backwards. So. I got so good at like just putting it up against a window and tracing it the other way real quick and be like, it's flipped. Yeah. All right, cool. Let's get this started. Oh man. 
um so have you always been into black and gray tattooing did you know what you wanted to do like you're you're great at both um but I see you do a lot more black and gray and it's like very beautiful so I just assume thank you no I honestly it's so funny because when I started um getting into tattooing a lot of my artwork is so colorful it's very realistic very colorful I have a new school kind of side to me where I like to just draw a lot of really illustrative stuff with a lot of light source mm -hmm. uh, which is oftentimes in color but it just so happened that the demographic of people in Manteca they predominantly want like black and gray and mm -hmm. because my mentor was a black and gray realism artist I kind of got more I got fed more black and gray therefore me producing more black and gray just gave me more black and gray um which was great and I love black and gray so much I mean it's definitely in terms of getting high detail I love it especially like over for longevity purposes especially on like um just a, a wide range of people I feel like black yeah. and gray is very timeless um and it also depends on, like the imagery. I do a lot of like portraiture and I prefer to do portraiture in black and gray opposed to color because I ain't no Nico Hurtado. <laughs> I mean, I would, I would love to yeah. eventually get to that type of like Steve Butcher type of, you know, hyper realism. But no, honestly, I think that um, sometimes I'll challenge myself with color, color pieces um, and I'll book like larger scale projects because usually whenever I do a color piece, I want it to be where I get to do multiple sessions on it to really build the color on it. Um, but yeah, oftentimes people are just like, I want black and gray and I'm okay with it. You know, I've kind of got to that point where it's just like, I get, as long as the concept's cool, I'm down for whatever. Which one do you like more? Do you like one more than the other? It really depends on the subject matter because like now I've actually gotten to the point in my career where I'm able to kind of be more selective mm -hmm. on what I want to book. Right. So this past round of booking, I got to do a bunch of just random things that I've been wanting to do, different drag queen drawings yeah. or um, just a lot of queer art because a lot of the people who've started to come to me are, are queer people. Um, and, you know, it's great that a lot of them are also um, Chicano. So I do a lot of, you know, fine line, black and gray, black and gray realism. And I have like, you know, a Chicano side to me, you know, I grew up with a lot of Chicano art around me mm -hmm. and I, I feel like that influence in my work, people see it and they're just like, oh, I want your perspective. But like the way, you know, the way you do black and gray. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my God, that's like, that's so fire. I love that. You know, just having a queer touch to Chicano style black and gray. I love that. I, I love the queer touch on all the old styles. They're so fun. Um, okay. So if you had two tips for black and gray, what would you offer if you want to you don't have to okay let's see two tips I would definitely say um don't be afraid to put black where it needs to be because I oftentimes find that when people people will pack in their gray washes mm -hmm. and they will think that because it's so dark in in real time or whatever even in the picture that that's what it's going to heal out to yeah. but when you put solid like a, a part of it that is actually supposed to be black it makes everything else stand out more. So don't be afraid to put the black where it needs to be and then fade it to your next, you know, your next dark tone. And it really it allows a piece to have that longevity because black over time is gonna, is gonna stay pretty, pretty black. You know what I mean? Especially yeah. when you're bordering in um, a lot of like lighter tones or to have that contrast with it. Definitely don't be afraid to put black. 
Um, another thing I would definitely say is to trust your gray, your gray wash system, because if you know what your light tones are going to be and you know what your darker tones are going to be like some, sometimes people's skin, you know, will appear dark and then it'll lighten out throughout the session. So as long as you trust your, your dilution system, you should be okay. Assuming the dilution system is like, you know, you, you know what it's supposed to heal out to. Cause I mean, some people will tend to do a little bit, uh, they'll keep it more on the lights instead of like the midtones and the darks, but you have to have a good balance between your black, your, your midtones, and then your, your lightest gray for sure. Nice. Thank you very much for that. Can we pull up, um, Joelle's Instagram while we talk about this next part? Um, I should have done it while we were talking about the tattooing. Um, Lauren, or oh, you're probably trying to find it, huh? She's like exited the chat. <laughs> okay. um, so when you were in high school, were you driven on being a tattoo artist? I know you're, you like the marketing thing. Were you kind of like split? Like, oh, I don't know if I'll do either or. Yeah, so definitely when I was in high school, I didn't initially think about business and or the, um, I didn't really think of business as my route because I was like, okay, when I was younger, I was really into fashion. And for a minute I was like, oh, I'm going to be into fashion. Either way, like I've gone through so many phases where I was just like, I want something artistic, something that's going to mentally stimulate me in a different way. Because even though I was like, I wasn't a bad student, I was definitely a really good student. I, I got good grades. Um, I did as best as I could, but I, um, I knew that it really wasn't something for me because if I was, if I have this talent, why am I just gonna not fully invest myself in something I know I'm really good at and I'm passionate about? I was never passionate about, you know, the medical field or the, you know, being a a CEO of this, you know, tech firm or anything like that. To me, I always wanted to do something with art where the business side aspect came from it was um, I wanted to know how to sell my art. That was something that my dad told me very early on, you know, was you're a great artist and I know that you can do what you can do, but the only way you're going to be able to sustain yourself and actually live the way you want to live is by knowing how to sell yourself, right? In the most, you know, professional way of just presenting yourself and really showcasing who I am as an artist and how to get things sold and actually profit from it. So I remember thinking about that because I mean, of course, every artist is told you're not going to be able to make money with it. You're not going to be able to actually have a good living, you know, the starving artist type of narrative that is always fed to us at such an early age. So especially being in a small town where there's not a whole lot of um, exposure to art or, you know, queer people or that just different type of lifestyle of, uh, that is other than, um, very rural out here. And, 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 uh, you know, it's, it's central Valley. So, um, there's a lot of that, but yeah, I, I fell in love with tattooing. Um, one day, well, I've, I had always had such a fascination with tattooing because of just the permanence of it. And just culturally, um, you know, through centuries, tattoos have been such a way um, 
of expression and also just tradition. And um, that I've always found so fascinating. But when I saw how much more you could do with tattooing, like how the tattoo machines were starting to go from like coil machines to rotaries. And I think it was like neotats and like, you know, the, the heavier type of rotaries that um, back to rotaries, like they started off rotary, went to coil, then back to rotary. Yeah. Yeah. Like different ways, right. In different ways, different configurations. And I, and, and uh, you know, just tattooing in general had always fascinated me when I started getting more into it, watching like the different shows um, this is when tattoo magazines were actually like out at stands where there was Barnes and Nobles like places, you know, or yeah. they would carry them in, in Target or different, different retailers. I would always pick up, you know, either Ink Magazine, Freshly Inked, Tattoo Magazine, Rebel Ink, like all the different ink type of, you know, skin art mag, different, different variations of these magazines. Um, because I, I was always so fascinated with just the different styles out there, the different people. And it's just like, finding myself as a person too, you know, at that, at that age, yeah. just that exposure and just take, try to take in everything as a, with a, with a, as a sponge, you know, um, always been a very big, um, like art, 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 art geek. I, I love just, you know, studying up on different things. Um, just trying to push myself to be a better artist. Do you remember, um, like the older magazines were like, they were just like pictures of tattoos, like, and it was like every page and like pictures of tattoos, especially like early 2000s. Um, I got sent one the other day. It was like Pain Magazine and mm. it was the exact same setup. It was just newer tattoos. And I was like surprised it existed because I had only seen like the, like the more modern ones like inked lately and stuff. I was like shocked. Like, do you remember they always had horror portraits? Yeah. Like, and they were like, um, what's the slasher movie? I don't know. They had like the same ones each time. I don't know. Yeah. There was always like the Hellraiser or like yeah. uh, uh, the different, like uh, the different horror, horror scenes. And yeah, and, uh, I always love that. Like the textures and um, yeah, no, it's, it's super dope. I, I love that. That's one thing that I honestly miss about having like actual physical like magazines is um, you know so many of those those companies they don't produce like an actual like hard uh copy now it's all digital everything's digital yeah. which i mean social media sense. right yeah it makes sense with social media and then it also like i i mean from an e eco standpoint i mean yeah. less waste for sure because i mean with everything being so accessible it makes sense for everything to be online and to kind of just be with the times and show it but i think that even just like i mean a yearly book or something. I know that there's like a yearly book of uh, that. I love uh, that. Yeah, those uh, are great. Those are amazing. I, I remember seeing um, this one that my mentor had when he had passed, I, I found it in his toolbox. I was like, you were hoarding this? <laughs> this <laughs> is so dope. Me. Yeah, I'm like, oh my God. Like, I wish that, you know, cause they do a volume every single year and it's got like amazing artists like Rose Hardy or, you know, just different, like a variation of different artists from you know Japanese traditional neo-traditional like that's great like you could do like best of the year or like favorites of the year mm -hmm. uh, what did your parents feel about you tattooing were they like oh my god no get out of there what is that why you went to school like where you're like mm -hmm. oh yeah dad shh, it's okay I'm still going so that was the thing that was like the compromise mainly between me and my mom right mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. my dad he is not a fan of me getting tattooed he's not a fan of like he's always been supportive of my art 
my dad has always been very supportive. Um, you know, he actually helped me um, find someone to uh, do my apprenticeship. The initial person who, who was supposed to teach me, he had knew him because he's a UPS worker, a UPS driver um, out in the area. He knew someone just through the grapevine and um, that's how I ended up getting it. But my dad always been supportive, never liked me getting them. Whenever I get them, does not look at them. He just stops <laughs> looking at that like, uh, like I had recently gotten. He my doesn't arm. look at your arms anymore. Yeah, he has He's not like... seen them. It's it's so funny because my mom will literally just tease him and be like, "Your forehead is huge," <laughs> and then just like, okay. <laughs> so it's like it's it's funny because he is very supportive. Both my parents are like you know they've grown to be a lot more supportive of what I do, especially because I'm able to sustain it. I'm able to really I've got I built myself up from from the very beginning. Yeah, and um. Early on, when I was um, coming to this realization, like, this is what I want to do, my mom was like, you're still going to school. I don't care. I want you to get your degree. You better get that degree mm-hmm. and you better do something with it. But she was always adamant on like, you better find a job that gives you benefits. I'm like, <laughs> I- oh my God, like, geez. <sighs> I mean, if, I, if I'm good enough in tattooing, I can pay you can my give own. yourself benefits. Yeah. yeah, exactly. The benefit of that is I can pick my schedule. which is the best right I I feel like I chose a like just trying to pick a career just going through and being like how late can I wake up oh yeah that job that job I'm gonna choose my own schedule yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna wake up at 11 that sounds good oh yeah um did your apprenticeship put a freeze on your college career or you had to do them at the same time so that was the thing with being uh, a tech, like an apprentice and also being in school, a lot of people had turned me down because they didn't want me to be in school. That was like, a lot of the tattoo artists would tell me it's either school or it's tattooing. And that was always such a conflict because I'm a person that I can multitask. I can learn really fast and I can do things. As like, I, don't like, doubt me. Don't fucking it, doubt my ass. They always say that though. Quit your job. You have a partner, leave them, you know, like. You're like, oh, exactly. brother, you don't you know have to like sacrifice my brain everything. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you have to sacrifice everything for, for tattooing. But I mean, that's not the case. You can definitely have a lot going on and still manage to do everything. You know, if I'm putting myself through it, I can do it. You know, I'm the one who, who gets to determine that. And um, I never let that affect me or what I did. I never use it as an excuse to why I didn't do something, you know, if, unless I was genuinely backed up with homework and I had like X amount of exams, I would be like, okay, I am going to cancel today's, you know, appointment. Yeah, or whatever. you get to schedule, you get to make your schedule. So it, it's fine. Yeah. You get and it's like control of that. Because I was, I had my own clients, you know what I mean? Like yeah. I always, from the beginning, I like to do appointment. Of course, you know, in the beginning, I, how do you get that clientele? You, you get walk-ins, mm-hmm. but um, as I got enough tattoos and, you know, me going to college, people were allowing me to tattoo them to just, you know, do, do small tattoos on them, um, eventually do bigger pieces on them. And they just trusted me. And Oh my that. God. You probably met so many people in school. They should tell everyone to go to school. It's like all these people in your age group who want tattoos, who love art probably, you know? Yeah. And then just people knowing me from like school being the art kid, you know, and being yeah. like, You're finally doing tats, man. Like, Oh, yes. they've like, been waiting okay. their whole little lives, their whole young lives. 
Yeah. And most of the time in these interviews, the artists who really stand out are the people who have put a passion into two things and then they happen to influence each other. And I feel like that's um, what's been happening with your marketing. It's like been combining with your tattooing. Then you get to make these great videos, uh, which are getting better and better. Uh, What do you really enjoy about making those and putting them out in the world? Honestly, what I love about it a lot is that it showcases my process behind things because sometimes things take sessions, right? So whenever a person posts a tattoo, um, whenever a tattoo artist posts a tattoo and it's something that took them 20 hours or, you know, it's a full sleeve or it's a back piece or it's some project, you know, not everybody really sees or has that appreciation of how much actually went into that. And to me, I think it's also a time capsule moment in my career because it's like, I capture that on film and I also, you know, I have it on, on different, different platforms, right? And it gives people a different view of it, a different chance to really see it. And um, I can eventually look back on that and be like, I made that, you know, back in, back in my day, yeah. you know, I did that video um, and just really grow from it. And, and quite honestly, seeing the way that I do things too, um, I'm, a, I'm a very hypercritical person of my art. So I will look back at a tattoo and I'm like, next time I see them, I'm going to do this to it. Or maybe next time. Yeah, I, that's, that means I, you're going to progress so far. Cause some people don't have that. <laughs> that's like the gift is like, it's self-hatred. <laughs> no, no, no quite honestly. Yeah, it's self-loathing. <laughs> exactly. Just like ripping your shit to shreds. Um, I, every time I meet somebody who's like really skilled, they're like, I'm like, yeah, what do you, what do you do? What do you, how do you see your work? And they're like, it sucks. You know, I'm not, you're perfect. Yeah. You're great. You're going to be a great artist. (laughs) Fingers crossed. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so do you think, um, like the videos and the marketing has helped you get more queer clientele by them, uh, seeing your videos up? Yeah, no, definitely. I feel like I've gotten a lot of, a lot more queer people um, because of my videos. They feel a lot more comfortable with me. They get a sense of who I am as a person um, because to me, I'm the type of person where no matter where I'm at, no matter what situation, I'm never going to change myself for anybody. I'm never going to dilute who I am for anybody because yeah. I spent so many years of my life. Like I'm not that old, but I've spent years just diluting myself to appease other people. And I'm so past that point. You know what I mean? I think that if you came to me, then you came for me, you know, all of me, you will accept that. If not, then we don't have to work together. There's plenty of other artists out there. So that is kind of why I make sure that I have that stamp of, I am a queer artist. I am a queer tattooer. If you don't like that, or you don't vibe with that, then maybe I'm not the artist for you. So that's kind of what I, what I do. And I love the fact that I do a lot of, a lot of video stuff, um, because it's able to show, uh, showcase who I am because I'm not, I feel like I'm not just like the average tattoo artist. I, I definitely, I care about everybody that's in my chair. I mean, yeah. of course, I a lot of tattoo artists care about who, who they're tattooing, but, but it's also so intimidating to walk into a tattoo shop. And we've talked about that before, of uh, just like making that first step and they're like getting to know you first, you know, they know that you're like a safe person to be around that you do care so much. Right. Yeah, especially me being like um, like a man too. I want to make sure that 
my clients that are female know that I'm not some like perverted tattoo artist because that's yeah. something that's very much seen and I've talked about in the industry. It's huge. It's very, it's very much, yeah, it's huge because a lot of the people who uh, like in a sense gateway, uh, gatekeep the industry for quite a long time, you know, a lot of that, that toxic masculinity and that, that uncomfortable environment and making women or queer people oftentimes feel uncomfortable when it really shouldn't you know you're doing something permanent on someone you should maybe like burns into the tattoo I have like one tattoo that like somebody was a dick to me and I like hate that tattoo not for the imagery but it's because like the memory of it I'm like this sucks that sucks I don't want it like yeah it's like uh, I could have got something cooler with someone else yeah (laughs) it could have been anything really like just the story just being in a good place um if anyone has any questions they should go ahead and start putting them in the chat and we will review them in about 20 minutes um and if you don't then that's fine too but just a a heads up right now is a good time to put in questions um i'll start with a question (laughs) lots of questions i have lots of questions um (laughs) (laughs) if you have do you have uh two or three good marketing tips for tattooers yes so definitely I would say make sure to take well-lit pictures of your tattoos um and take videos of them because like even if you're stopping your client from like they're they've sat there for so many hours you know what I mean that they can sit there for another 10 minutes for you to take a really good picture or for you to see a really good video because oftentimes you know sometimes people are like either they're they're done and they're ready to just leave or whatever no you get a picture of that art you get a picture and a video for yourself because ultimately in in today's age if you do not take a picture and post it it didn't happen you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If it was a bad quality picture, a bad quality video, and it didn't showcase your art in a, in a really good way, like that's a bummer. Make sure that you try and get as many as possible. Um, even if you don't get the greatest, um, like freshly done tattoo picture, make sure that when they come around again, when they come around with a heel, a heel tattoo that you take pictures of it, always take pictures of your, of your healed work. Show that because that is, that, that's ultimately the true testament of how good of an uh, your your work is going to stand the test of time you know have uh, this is five months healed three months healed four months healed whatever um, yes. just so that it shows people this is the reality of it like this is the beginning this is what it looks like fresh but this is what it heals out to and this is what you're going to have the rest of your life because especially with like black and gray tattoos you know people will will up the contrast on things and they'll they'll make their pictures look a lot darker but then their healed pictures are kind of you know yeah so make sure that you're also taking adequate pictures that really showcase your art in a very true way and if you take a picture and a video there's no discretions in it because it shows Absolutely. what the tattoo actually looks like videos are great do you what do you do you use like one of those ring lights or so also what i what i actually bought recently was um bishop did this line with um this line of lights with um i believe it was Re, uh, London Reese mm-hmm. and um, he I think it's called the Illuminati or something and it, it's an attachment that goes onto your phone it's this little square light and then it comes with a polarizing lens um, so that way you Perfect. can you can get rid of the glare and you have like a good light source so that way it just you know takes it, it gives you a really good picture um, that's awesome I didn't hear yeah. about that 
definitely lighting is everything. Lighting and using polarized um, film on things so that way you can eliminate the glare will give you a better um, tattoo picture, a uh, better tattoo video. And um, that's, that's always like the hardest part is taking a really good quality picture because with tattooing, um, there's, al there's always some little glare, right? Um, so that's definitely one thing I would recommend um, for sure. And then also just be consistent, be consistent online because if you don't, if you don't update your, your online portfolio, your Instagram and everything, and you kind of go ghost, you can't complain about why you don't have clients running at your, running at your, your inboxes because you're not posting. You know, I yeah. don't see it. They don't see your up-to-date work. They're not anticipating when you open your books because they don't have this like, wow, this person did this crazy tattoo. Like, I can't wait till they open their books. You yeah. know, like, we have access to this like um, constant advertising. But mm -hmm. what we forget is that that advertising doesn't appear unless we post. Like it just stays on your page until you post again, right? Exactly. And I, you know, from talking to a bunch of different like, older tattoo artists they're like yeah well I've got my my clientele and all this and all that and it's like that's cool but eventually when you want to up your prices or if you ever want to up your prices and everything you know sometimes a good percentage of your clientele could be like well now that next stage up is is a little too much for me and now it, it leaves room for you know opening your books to more people you know, yeah. and that's not a bad thing, you know. The progression can help you progress. That's exactly. Good. Or once you finish up like every, like that that body, you know, that person's back They're you know, however much. They're room, done. Yeah, they're done. And it's like, that's like an end of one one chapter and the start of a new, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's great because we, we need constant clients, constant new people for sure. We can't exactly. like survive off of that. Our rate is entitled to inflation rates, just like anything yeah. else should minimum increase by 3%. That's great. Facts. Facts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah coming, coming at us with the business logic. Yeah. I'm sorry. I just happened to hear yeah, it was fresh on my mind. And I was thinking, you know, like those school doesn't really have that mentality sometimes, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. No, I feel like in, here in San Francisco or like in the, in the Bay area and like where you are and stuff too, it's like the pricing goes up and down all the time. And like, sometimes it's like really, really high up. So we're like, oh, we have to survive. We have to like raise our rates. Like our rent goes up so much and all this stuff. So. I think the national average right now is 135 an hour. It's pretty good national average, especially for all the, yeah. But I remember back in the day it being like uh, 70 an hour and stuff too. Or like whenever I was like, I don't know, like seven years in. Like, That's so oh, wild. Yeah. Cause there's, there's some people that like, they, I, the, I've met that, that, I mean, obviously they get compensated for what, they, what all they produce and, and how much they put into their tattoos and everything. And, you know, I'll never knock someone's hustle, but yeah. uh, some, some people will charge like, you know, thousands and thousands of dollars. I've heard thousand dollar an hour. I know there's somebody up the street for me. That's a thousand an hour. And I'm like, yeah. whew. Yeah. I'm like, who are you? <laughs> yeah. Tattooing, like uh, I would wow. just go. Uh, I'd rather fly somewhere. I'll fly to Germany, fuck, or like somewhere, you know, like where your favorite artist is, wherever, you know. Yeah, yeah no, I think I'll fly at that point. I think my rate is three hundred, um, uh, but I always grandfather old clients in. So there's some people I tattoo that are at older rates, like different stages. I always think that's a nice thing to do. It's like, well, yeah. oh, if you were paying this, like. I still want your business. I still like, like you, you know, and mm -hmm. then, yeah.
especially if that person like referred you quite a few clients, you know, over the years, because there's some people yeah. who just like will send a revolving list of people or, you know, people who are wanting more stuff, which is always really great. Or people who just pass out my business cards or who continue to get a lot of work for me. It's like, okay, I like take note of that. If you're working within this, I'll, I'll work with you or this, you know, kind of yeah. reduce type of rate, especially like, you know, if they're like, there's a client that I have that's actually out in San Francisco that I did um, two sleeves on. And I, I, you know, I had to increase my rate, but for him, I kept it at the rate that I had for him because I was like, oh, well, you, you let me do what I do and trusted me at that stage of my career. Yeah, absolutely. That's why. Yeah. I love the older clients. Um, I also need to put a disclaimer on like, it's our average pricing in this area is 200 an hour in the city. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like if anyone from like the Midwest or like where I'm from, like heard like 300 an hour, they'd be like, what the fuck's wrong with you? <laughs> you know, the same way we hear a thousand, like, oh, what the hell's wrong with you? Yeah, that's, it's, it's crazy. I'm in the Midwest and I, I wasn't thinking that of you or anything like that. I was just thinking, yeah. like, damn, yeah. I, I just wasn't, you know, it, it's, crazy. it's like, you know how much our rent is? It's the highest. It's the highest amount of rent ever. In the wow. United. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, no, I mean, yeah, it all evens out eventually, right? Um, where was I? Let's see. Oh, those are your hot marketing tips. Thank you very much. Those no, were very good. Um, how do you think social media has changed the way we look at tattooing? I think that it's, it's definitely changed it for the good because it's allowed us to have a lot more business because before that it would just be, you know, you go into a shop, you look through the portfolios that were, you know, in, in a little binder. And sometimes those aren't a really good indicator because those are like months old or, you know, however long since the artist has changed it, um, you know, and it's not just whatever's on the wall. It's now what people draw inspiration from, from online. Right. And um, I think that that's such a great thing because at least you're able to, like, as an artist, you're able to see what direction they want to go, what they want aesthetically, you know, because that's another thing that I feel like people, tattoo artists really need to, to take into consideration. It's like based off the, you know, that connection that you have with your client and the vibe that they give off and the way that they go, like their appearance and everything, you know, sometimes people don't want stuff that's too feminine or too masculine or, you know, things like that. And you don't want to put, um, you know, if a client's asking you, hey, like, I really like the lightness of this, you know, especially like for my more femme clients, you know, they want a more yeah. feminine touch, then I'll, I'll maybe tone down my, my um, putting as much um, black in my bordering, you know, I'll do maybe a, dark, a lighter wash or something, you know, um, just based off of that. And I think that that's like, the great thing about the internet is you're able to kind of tailor your, the tattoo experience a little bit more um you're, also you're like talking about like um like looking at their profiles and like what they love like in yeah a way. yeah I haven't heard somebody like talk about like like I have people like send images that speaks to them you know and we talk for a minute but I haven't even thought about like oh yeah give a quick scroll on their Instagram oh or Pinterest or Pinterest I guess is what it's called mm-hmm. um, a lot of people have those they send those that's a really good way huh that's like a way of looking at them Oh yeah, no, definitely. And I mean, like I, I've, I work with people who literally they'll design the tattoo the day of just based off of like what their client wants. Me, I like a yeah. little bit more preparation. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, yeah. That's just me. But I mean, I also freehand stuff on. So if it gets to that point, 
I'll just be like, let me draw on you and we'll be, we'll have a good time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, no, I definitely think that the internet is great because it also allows, there's so much noise, right? There's so many different tattoo artists who are popping up, you know, tattoo artists that didn't even know existed in Germany. The, the whole tattoo community of like, I don't know what they got going on in like the UK and London, but they're, the way that they have like their neo-traditional or traditional foundation of like line-based dot work type of like designs and just like the way they compose things is so different. It makes, it, it helps inspire us as artists just what is possible and what other people can produce or what other people are thinking or seeing. And it's just like, wow. It makes your brain screw. Yeah. Yeah. No, and I think that's lovely. That's amazing. And it's it's constant growth. I mean, just look at this, you know, this uh this podcast video, everything. We're it's, online it's, right now. Yeah. We're live right now. We are giving you the full fantasy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I also think it makes it more accessible because before it again like intimidating to walk into a tattoo shop to know what that tattoo shop's about but now with like Instagram social media and stuff um you're able to look at the work and get to know the person before you step through those doors so you know for sure you're walking into a safe place if you're a queer person right yes yeah definitely or anyone um just knowing that you're in a good space and some good stuff uh, are there any questions in the chat? Does anyone have any questions? Let's see. We do have comments of Joel being a beast and hello, hello. So thank you, but no questions so far. So now would be a good time for all of you watching to um, ask away. Ask us questions. I always want to do relationship advice and nobody will ever put in relationship advice. Oh my God. <laughs> That'd be so you had to artists and have your relationship or <laughs> What? Client relationship help. advice? Oh no, I just mean like love line. Like <laughs> oh, love let, let me and Joelle like <laughs> hook you up in your love life. <laughs> We're gonna do a terrible job, but uh. <laughs> so rad. Yeah. If you had to choose um, other people to work with, do you have any like artists that influence you heavily uh, in California or from around the world that you would love the chance to work with or guest spot with? Ooh. Ooh. Oh my God. I would live my best life if I got to tattoo next to some of the best, like some of my favorite artists are new school artists because I think that I feel like new school artists are so underappreciated because that, you know, it's seen as like cartoony or whatever, but no, these people are creating things straight from their mind. The light sourcing is insane. You know, <laughs> the understanding of depth of feel and creating an entire scene. Like I, I go and get tattooed by um, one of my favorite guys. His name is Big Greg out in SAC. He, um, you know, he, he goes and he does seminars, um, you know, just with storytelling and understanding like, you know, the values and in color, how, you know, it really sets the tone, the mood, the feel of the overall piece, right? And I think that that is something that is, that a lot more people can benefit from. And I would live if I could tattoo next to um, Kelly Doty, Timmy B, mm. Big Greg, um, I think it's Lindsay, uh, Lindsay Baker, um, Jesse Smith, Jimmy Litwalk, Joe Capo Bianco, just like some amazing. You need to go to the Tahoe convention. That's where they all are at, hanging out. I, I really want to so go. Good. Also, um, I 
I have to tell you, I hate to break it to you, but you miss like that, you know, how every tattoo style goes in a wave of 10 years. Right now we are in the years of black work, but mm-hmm. the 10 years prior to that, it was new school. New school was very yeah. popular and a lot of people were appreciating it. Um, so I think we're just going to go in style waves and every 10 years it'll change. It'll be like, I think uh, biomech will come back hard. It's going to be our time again, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and anime is starting to shine a little bit. So maybe that'll oh, morph into true. something um, a little bit. That is, yeah, very that is very cool. Um, I definitely share your appreciation for new school tattoos. Those are amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, where can people watch your videos at? Uh, you can find me literally everywhere at Joel Mejia Tattoo on Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, all just Joel Mejia Tattoo. Ah, marketing genius. You're so oh. good. Yeah, like it's all the <laughs> Got it. I just had to take all the domains, you know, yes. my website, JoelMejiaTattoo.com. <laughs> Killing it. All of it. All right. I'm going to close this out unless we have any more questions. No more questions, but before we went live, we were talking about conventions. So when things do settle down, maybe next year, do you have any like favorite conventions people can find you at or um, any places you'd like to go? I honestly, anywhere and everywhere. I recently just got a sponsorship by Helios Needles. So hopefully I'm, I get to do, you know, work in their booth or something. That would be pretty dope. But I mean, honestly, I'm down to just, I really want to do Tahoe. I want to do um, Hell City. Um, I really want to do the, um, the state one out in, in, uh, LA, the one that Nico and, and Carlos Torres usually, um, host. Um, I just, I just want to go out and do things, you know, I want to go, I want to go meet people, talk to people, have a good time, you Man, know? that sounds great. When can <laughs> we do that? Can we do that now? Oh. Yeah, right. I'm We're saying. getting there. <laughs> um, okay. You can follow Joelle at Joel Mejia Tattoo. You can follow Guy Atchison's Reinventing the Tattoo at Reinventing the Tattoo. And you can follow me at Haley Adams Tattoos and this interview series at Live in the Castro Tattoo. Also, check us out on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. This one will be uploaded next week. Yeah. Uh, thank you, Joel. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me, Haley. I really, I loved it. I love doing this. So if you ever want to just hang out or talk, I'm here. (laughs) Down. Yeah. Yeah. Come, come guest, come to Castro. We'd love to have you. Um, Thank you, Lauren. Welcome. Awesome. Thank you very much. And you guys, we would hope to see you soon, whether it's in a drawing group or anything like that too, feel free to join. Oh yeah.